This is a Danger Entertainment Podcast. DangerEntertainment.net Danger Entertainment Podcast Network. Hey Hooligans, this is Michael. This is Michelle. This is Jeremy. From Who the What Now? The show about... Strange stories from the internet. And Bigfoot came over and beat his ass. Oh my god. <laughs> he like knocked him around a little bit and he just kind of went limp and Bigfoot left. Pop culture. John, John Fod. Van Clam. <laughs> John Fod Van Clam gonna... was supposed to be the alien in Predator. And like did like a jump splits and like ended up with his like bats right in the dude's face. He's like, do I get the part? In our crazy lives. I'm like, oh, there's a cat on my back. And then all of a sudden I feel something. I feel a furry paw go down my ass crack. <laughs> Just slide right down my ass crack. I was like, what are you doing? You can catch us on all your favorite podcast applications. Spotify. iTunes. Libsyn. iHeartRadio. Stitcher. Your mamas. <laughs> and wherever else you find. You, you, they have quality podcasts. <laughs> so don't miss out on the next. Who the what now? And welcome to episode 315 of the Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast. I'm Sean. And I'm Fangs Fogarty from Rivendale. Wow. And I'm Ian. And this is the only podcast that says... I swear to God, if I even feel somebody behind me, there will be no measure to how fast and how hard I will bring this fight to your store doorstep. I'm on my own side now. Nice. Yeah. What's that from? The, uh, the Born Identity. Oh, and the born. Yeah. Born. Yeah, I watched that today. Did you? Yeah. Like, I was scrolling through on demand looking for something, like on HBO, to watch. And uh, there's a bunch of shit I'm thinking to myself. Yeah, I should watch this. I should watch. Oh, The Born Identity. I haven't watched this in a long time. Let's watch this. Yeah. You know. So. <coughs> Damn, that's good, too. Mm. Like, you kind of forget how good that one is because you see, like, the second and the third one all the time. Yeah. But, like, the first one was, like, really fucking good. Oh, yeah. Born? Yeah. 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 I haven't watched anything. Yeah. <laughs> oh, neither have I. Except Rivendale. You're watching Riverdale. River, yeah, Riverdale. God have mercy on your Rivendale. soul. Rivendale. Rivendale, yeah. Rivendale sounds much more interesting. That's why you have vampires. <laughs> <laughs> you know. No. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this might. I, I don't know what direction this show turn because i thought when i started watch, start watching this i was like okay archie i get it you know, yeah new twist yeah hey, i've talked about it before but i was like okay it finished up that season well this season is like something from left field and i was like just things were happening and cults were happening and people were dying and someone got attacked by a bear and came back to life and, and it was weird I expect nothing less. I mean, but it, it was some strange shit going on, and right. then like one of the people in the in this in this show is called Fangs Fogarty, and that's yeah. when I lost it. Yeah, I was like, okay, I'm done. The guy is named Fangs. 
Yeah. I'm, I'm done. Yeah. I mean, I was getting by Archie. I was getting by Jughead. I was getting by, you know. Yeah. All these names. But when you bring out Fangs, I'm yeah. like. Tapping out. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah. I was like, this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard of in my life. Well, I mean, back when the Besotted Geek was a podcast, mm-hmm. like every week, he and Peacock would talk about the latest episode of Riverdale. Mm. And so, like, to me, it's always sounded like the most batshit crazy show you could make. Like, Oh, it's batshit. Yeah. So, like, like, the fact that there's a guy named Fangs, for some reason, does not surprise me in the least. Yeah. And I'm sure the Riverdale fateful just ate that shit up like it was, you know, peanut butter. <laughs> you know, I just couldn't believe when they when I heard the name, I was like, yeah. "What?" Yeah. So anyway, oh man. Uh, so how how are you, sir? I'm exhausted. Yeah, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go at it. I'm uh, my cap, mustering the strength. That- yeah. Do this, tight, do this podcast. Tightening the, the buckles on the shield. Tightening the grip up. Yeah. That's what you do. That's what we do here. Uh-huh. But um, I just had a lot of... I had a long shift. Yeah. Put it that way. Yeah. So, I'm just tired. But I'll be all right. I had a weird day yesterday. Yeah? Well, Nancy, um, she and her, her niece went to go see 21 Pilots. All right. Down at the arena. Mm-hmm. Now, the problem is Nancy does not know how to drive around Pittsburgh yeah, at it's all. It's an easy one, though. It is and it isn't. Like, if you if you know where you're going, it kind of is. But, like, between the... Because it was a sold-out show. Mm-hmm. So, between that, that level of traffic and just not knowing her way around that well, she was not comfortable driving. So, I took the day off yesterday to act as her Uber. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now, the problem becomes, what do you do? Yeah. You know, you don't want to drive all the way home, but, you know, the whole point of me driving, part of it also was she didn't want to pay to park. You know, so. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. I mean, that's worth the 10 bucks. Yeah. But, so I ended up, I dropped them off at the arena, and I go to the waterfront, which is like 15 minutes away. Okay. You know, and I drive there and shopped around a little bit, like at a few stores, but mostly spent the majority of my time sitting in the parking lot watching videos of the dark side of wrestling from Viceland. Okay. Which is a very interesting program. Mm. I highly recommend it. But, um, so finally, like, <clears throat> I'm not sure what time the show is going to be over. So at 10 o'clock, I decide I'm going to drive back to the arena. Drive back to the arena, get into a parking spot. Like I'm trying, I'm trying, I pull, I pull into the parking lot mm. and there are intermittently you're seeing that there are places to park. Like there are people that are leaving the show early, mm. but, um, I try to pull up near the front Uh-huh. And, like, the, where those parking lots are now, like, right in front of the arena, like, where the old Civic Arena used to be. Uh-huh. Like, that, like, there's, like, this, this cement area, and then there's, like, all this <clears> gravel <throat> area. It's, like, like fucking parking at, at uh, Star Lake. You're on top, then. No, I'm down, I'm down below. 
Like, I'm directly across the street from PPG Paints Arena. Um, where I'm parking is where the old Civic Arena was. But you're on top. You're yeah. not on Forbes. No. Or Fifth. No. You're on, on the other I'm side. I'm on Center. N- nor the, near the statue. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like, right across the street from the arena. Yeah, yeah. So... So, but there's like this cement area, like right up in front, like right, right in front of the arena. Uh-huh. So I go to pull up there, and I see a parking spot, and the guy in the booth comes out yelling, "Hey, hey, you can't park here! You gotta park on the gravel!" I'm like, what the fuck, motherfucker? <laughs> like, really? Well, at the same time, there's somebody else who has the same bright idea as I do. Some other father or something who you know there to pick up their kids and he's you know you can't park here well no i was trying to back out now i can't so i pull forward he's yelling me hey you can't park here you gotta park on the gravel i'm like i gotta turn the fuck around okay he's like hey, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> motherfuckers so i you know pull in turn the car around <laughs> you know finally find a spot in the gravel where Skips McGillicuddy's gonna not hassle me. <laughs> and then the concert lets out. And trying to find Nancy was really difficult. Because she was just expecting me to be able to pull up where I dropped her off, which was down at the bottom of the arena. Yeah. And just pull up, pick them up, and pull right out. That doesn't happen. That wasn't happening. So, like, I'm telling her, I'm like, where, I call, I'm calling her, I'm like, where are you at? She's like, I, where are you dropped us off? I'm like, well, I, you need to walk up the hill. Uh-uh. Yeah. And, of course, all the traffic is going down the hill, so they're going against the flow of people. Uh-huh. But finally they see me. I mean, and then, like, we didn't get out of like Traffic was a mess. Trying to pull out of that parking lot was a mess. It was a fucking disaster. Uh-huh. Like, I felt bad because this was supposed to go pretty smoothly, and it, it didn't go smoothly at all. That's interesting because... You know, when I go to games and stuff down there, yeah, my I park on the bottom level. Yeah, and I usually get a lot, and uh, usually it's in and out. Yeah, I don't park that close to the right arena mm-hmm. on purpose. You know what I mean? <clears throat> or when I, if I do pull in a lot, I I choose yeah. to park in the lot with the light. Yeah. And then, but I try to try to park away a couple blocks away at least. Yeah. And then, you know, once I get out, I make that first left, and I'm back on. Yeah, I'm on back on going the other direction. Yeah, and then I can take Berm. I can, you know. Yeah, because I end up going- Second Avenue. I mean, I have so many options. Like Penguin games have never been a problem for me. The yeah. only time I've ever been stuck in traffic was that game six. Yeah. Just because there were so many people there. Yeah, but it was game six. Yeah. Right? It yeah. wasn't just the people inside. It was the people outside. Yeah. But yeah. other than that, man, I've had my parking experiences at even Pumpkins. My parking experiences at, at the uh, arena have been, like, really good. And Nancy was also like, why is this so difficult? Like, you, I haven't been on this side of town in over ten years. Yeah. Well, you should have been like, well, you could have drove. Well, just kidding, Nancy. <laughs> But I mean, it was like I, I just the last time I was here was the, the the that first when the Pens beat Detroit in seven games. Yeah, and I went to the arena to buy a hat and a shirt. Yeah, yeah, that was like, and that was the coolest thing in the world because I Gino Malkin walks in and buys the place out. 
Yeah. You know, I'm standing in line for a hat and a shirt. Gino comes in and buys out everything. I'm like, motherfucker. I'm like, we got to wait for our next shipment to come. It'll be about here about half hour. I'm like, Gino bought everything. That's the problem. <laughs> <coughs> you know, what the fuck's Gino doing? Sending this home to family? <laughs> yeah. You know, that's crazy, huh? Yeah. That's some money. That's yeah, power oh, yeah. right there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was, it was impressive to watch. I mean, he pulled in and, like, I think it was a Maserati or something, just pulled right up in front of the building. Like, <laughs> left the car running. <laughs> you know, like. Just, just put it in my trunk. Yeah. Exactly. Well, <laughs> what trunk, Gino? <laughs> yeah. My, the trunk in the big ass fucking truck. I yeah. Uh. Anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, so that, that was my, my bizarre day yesterday, but. I did watch last week. Um, I rewatched Lost in Space. Okay. Like we talked about just it just to catch up. Well, it was like one of those things where I was like, I've thought about rewatching it, and mm. like having you kind of mention something about it. I was like, "Fuck, I do really want to watch that again." Yeah. And I rewatch it. Damn, that's good TV. It is, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Like that's really good television. Mm-hmm. It sucks you in big time. Yeah. I didn't think it would. But yeah. It completely did. I have to watch it just to catch up on it. It feels like it's been three years since I've watched the motherfucking thing. Yeah. I, just, I saw... It was, like, funny. Like, you mentioned it. I rewatched it, and then Tuesday, they announced they released it on Blu-ray. Oh, really? The season? Yeah. yeah. And, like, at the... It was funny, like, at the end of it, like, I knew, like, last year, not too long after they released it on Netflix, they announced they had renewed it for a season two. Oh, really? Um... So that's why, like, when you said, like, when is there a season two coming? I'm like, yeah, there is. I, they announced it. it right. I think it's this fall. But um, it was funny. Like, so they, they, like, all of a sudden I'm seeing, like, here's the, it's been released on Blu-ray this week. And then when I got to the end of season one, they put up a banner that said season two is coming soon. That's cool. Yeah. So. All right. So um, we need to take a break there while. <laughs> Ian got his body back together. Yeah, fuck. Jeez. <laughs> Falling apart. You are. It, it, it's a sad sight to watch. It is. So, this has been something that's been coming up lately. This baseball season. Okay. Um, and it's hit the Pirates, specifically <laughs> the past couple of weeks. Okay. Um, I think every sport has a set of unwritten rules. Okay. And every major sport polices, especially team sports, police themselves in many ways. None, none more than baseball. Right. And one of those unwritten rules is, you know, the home run trot or the, how, how you handle hitting a home run. Right. You know, and it started last month with uh, a guy from the White Sox named Tim Anderson. Okay. Now, the, the, whole, the through the 150 years of baseball, the unwritten rule has basically been if you hit a home run, you, you drop the bat, and you, at a reasonable pace, get yourself around the bases to not show up the, the pitcher. Well, Tim Anderson hit a home run, admired it going out of the park, 
and then threw the bat back towards the dugout in a, for lack of a better term, disrespectful manner. Okay. The next time he came out the bat, the, he, got, he got hit. He, he got <laughs> hit in the ass. Like, it was, like, so deliberate. Yeah. Like, you know, and the, the pitcher, this cleared the benches. You know, the pitcher got thrown out. <laughs> but he got thrown out, too, because apparently he was dropping the N-word, which, yeah, like. What an idiot. Yeah. So, like, it, it was, like, a whole, whole hullabaloo. And then, like, a couple weeks ago, the Pirates went up against the Reds, and they had a player right, whose name I can't remember. Hit three home runs off of him. And like the third one in particular, like he's he's he 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 flips the bat and he looks over at his dugout and he kind of gives that Jordan shrug. Yeah. You know? And like it was it was like um John Wayner went off on him saying, like, you know, I knew his grandfather's grandfather was with the Pirates organization. He's probably rolling over in his grave every time he does shit like that. And then the Pirates hit him. <laughs> like, oh, really? Oh, yeah, they? yeah. And then um, <clears throat> this past week, the Pirates were playing the Braves. And the, the one guy comes up to the plate, and he's got all sorts of jewelry. And he, he took a swing, and his, he's got to put all of his jewelry back under his shirt and stuff. And then he gets hit. And it, was, it wasn't deliberate. He got hit in the hand. The, uh-huh. It was just the pitch was too far inside. And Steve Blass was talking about, like, you know, if you were wearing all that jewelry like that back in the day, you would have gotten hit anyway. <laughs> really? Yeah. And, <sighs> I mean, it's, it's one of those things where, like, it, 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 and baseball in particular has a real problem. Mm-hmm. Like, attendance is down all around in most cities in, with Major League Baseball. There are a few cities that are seeing upticks, but... Philly being the biggest because they just signed Bryce Harper. Yeah. Now, Major League Baseball themselves, they have the this ridiculous hashtag promotion, hashtag let the kids play. Right. Which Major League Baseball is kind of trying to phase out the unwritten rules of baseball <laughs> where they want this showboat stuff. Showboat stuff. They, they, you know... They're they're encouraging it like you hit a home run, flip the bat, take a trot, you know, do whatever you got to do. And there are many players who hold hardcore to those core values in baseball. Yeah. Like do, so, like where do you like where do you stand on shit like that? Like because like I think overall it's a problem that can, you can come up with in sports, but I think like most sports do a pretty good job of managing it themselves. Yeah. But like Major League Baseball has the the problem of attendance is down. People aren't identifying with the game anymore as being the national pastime. Mm-mm. Games are going th- three, four, five hours at some points. You know. So w- what do you think of like the let the kids play mentality? Uh, I guess it. I've never been a baseball fan. Right. Ever. Mm-hmm. You know. So. I, I guess. My viewpoint on it is I don't really give a shit because I mean like I don't I'm not into baseball I mean I like right. going to an occasional game here and there but right. um but it also sends a message to younger athletes that are you know playing right. sports period that that's okay to do which right. I don't think it is 
but in my my viewpoint, like I don't see anything wrong with the Jordan sh- shrug after something like that. Now, right. you know, if he like called him out, pointed at the picture, that's on you, motherfucker. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get it. But I mean, the guy just hit two home runs and then he hit a third and he looked at his dial like, yeah, it's sort of like a, a, a an expression. I'm, I know I'm pinpointing that, but right. it's sort of an expression like I don't know what I'm doing right, but I'm doing something right. Right, you well, know, I mean, and that's kind of how Jordan was when he did it. Because when he like he dropped fifty points, he was like, hmm, I don't know. The, the the guy in question, like I know, he's he's hit, I think, nine home runs against the Pirates this season. Like he's a Pirate killer, yeah, right now. Like, you know, whenever the Pirates play the Reds and this guy's up the bat, there, there's a good chance he's going long because he owns the Pirates right now. Right. You know, but it's like one of those, th- like, it's one of those weird things, like, I, I feel like you have, like, I, I'm a believer, uh, people are gonna be like, oh, you're just, you sound like an old man, but I believe in the unwritten rules of baseball. Okay. Like I really like I believe in the unwritten rules of sports. Right. Like if you when I when I played, if you hit my quarterback and then you made a show of it, I was making sure I let you know my presence was felt. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you were going to be punished for your insolence. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. And that that was, you know, to me like that's one of those unwritten you don't do that. Like there's a difference between like a show of a of excitement and then something that you choreographed beforehand. Right. right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you're taking advantage of the situation to be a showboat and get seen. Guess what? I'm going to punish you for it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that, that's my opinion. That's how I grew up. Yeah. But at the same respect, going outside of baseball, going back to football before they start putting all these roles in, Someone got a sack on the quarterback and just buries him, and it was like <laughs> they're like over top of him, like "fuck you," you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I like that. I didn't. Oh, did you? No, like I mean, oh, I did. I was like, like "fuck yeah," that's badass. Like, I mean, there again, there's a there's a difference between a show of excitement <laughs> mm. and then like like intentionally like showing somebody up. Yeah, you know. Like if if you if you got up and you made a point to stand over the quarterback and, and give him, you know, the point down, like you know, come on, man. Or not even the point down, just brush your leg gently over their legs. Well, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, I get that. Like the thing I love, and there are guys who are good at this. Like you can do it without doing it. Yeah. Like there was a time like L. Lawrence Taylor was mic'd up. And I, I can't remember. I think it was Ron Jaworski. He just crushes on a sack. <laughs> and as he's laying there and he starts to get up, he's like, man, you all got to do better than this. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's a, it, but, he, but he did it in a way like if you were in the stands and you didn't see that. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's a way to talk trash without it, like, being known that you're talking trash. You know, I, I think, like. Man, LT was a beast. Oh, yeah. But then you had like Mark Gastineau, who like you know, I mean there was hit 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 the quarterback, knock him down, and it danced around like a maniac. Yeah, you know, like like a complete asshole in my opinion. Like yeah, I mean, yeah. there's a difference. Like, um, 
so like I. You know, hockey's a like, ho- hockey more than any other sport, though. I mean, you do somebody wrong. Oh, you're done. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a very vengeful sport. It is. It's a very vengeful sport. They will hold a grudge. <laughs> like, I'm interested to see, like, there was that penalty that didn't get called against, like, that. I mean, he, I mean Marchman got slew-footed, it looked like. Yeah. Like, I'm waiting to see how Boston handles that in the next game. Yeah. You know, like, are, are they going to come out and take a shot? You know, what are, I mean, because... It's the Cup Finals, but you're down three-one. Yeah, you know, at what point, like, if you're if you're losing the game and it looks like you're not coming back to win the Cup, like, what exactly do you do? Do you do you ruin somebody's day? Yeah, you know, what I mean, like, I mean, it's it's a very interesting thing. Yeah, hockey is very vengeful, and it's also <laughs> one of the most dangerous sports to be vengeful in. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Right, because I mean, not only, I mean, not only you skating around like you know, ra- razor blades. Yeah. On on the ice, but also I mean you're carrying a piece of lumber around with you that you can just whack somebody. Well, also too, sometimes you're t- over two hundred pounds flying on skates and you're hitting someone blindsided. Yeah, you're gonna crush them. Oh yeah, it's I mean, I mean, you get an outside linebacker or safety or corner coming off the end, right, mm-hmm. and hitting the quarterback blinds quarterback blindside, and you see that. And it's a it's a huge hit. Yeah, it happens all the time in hockey. Right. I mean, at a faster speed. Yeah. Sometimes. If, if you get a like, one of the most dangerous calls is a boarding call. Oh my god. Like if you hit and it's some, scary even to watch. Yeah. Like it, it it is one of the most gruesome penalties in all of sports. Yeah. But I mean, there are guys who will do it because you got to get that call. You yeah. Know, I mean, you got you you, you got to. Yeah. Somebody's got to be punished for their insolence. Correct. You know? You know, and that's and that's the thing. And like, there are, there are three scary calls. There are three scary plays in in hockey that I you see all the time. One's boarding, probably being number one. Yeah. Because especially a, a no look boarding where the guy doesn't even see it coming. Yeah. And it's like holy fuck, he just got crunched. Yeah. It looks like their body folds in half against the boards. Yeah. Um, or their head goes into the boards, or it's yeah. just ugly. Either way. Yeah. It's just ugly. Um, I think number two is the knee takeout. In the center of the ice, in the middle of the ice. Yeah. Someone will sweep the knee. Yeah, it's slew footing, yeah. essentially, yeah. Yeah. And then um, the other one is the blindside check, cross check. Yeah. Like, and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. And it, and just, it's a testament to hockey players. I mean, you always got to keep your eyes open. You oh, know what yeah. I mean? But, I mean, if you get hit with that cross check and you're not expecting it, you're going to have a concussion. Your neck's you're going to snap back. Yeah. It's just the yeah. way it is. But with all that force coming in, yeah, you know what I mean. Oh, yeah, you're gonna get laid out. Yeah, but like I said, ven- vengeance in hockey is like unbelievable. If it's vengeance in the NFL, it's a big highlight show. I mean, it's like whoa, suspension. The coach told you to do it. You know what I mean? Like it's right. a big thing. Um, and in baseball, it's more evident on pitchers. You know right. what I mean? But in hockey, it happens all the time, and nobody just nobody realize. I mean, I think people realize that fans of the game know it. Yeah. But an outside person looking at hockey and says, "Oh, he got hit. What's the big deal?" You know. Well, I, I think he did something. I think in football, it's, it's more it's more disguised than you think it is. Yeah. Like I, I I think there are guys who will who know how to get that block like it, I I think it's like more more than like. I think defensive backs and wide receivers have their own code. 
that they yeah. have to abide by. Yeah. But like linemen and linebackers and defensive linemen, that's a whole different ball of wax where you can get into somebody and it not really be seen as like a cheap play. Yeah. And it's a cheap play. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I was the king of that. Like I was the king of, you know, I'm going to take out this linebacker because I can, you know, and he's never going to see it coming. And I'm going to make sure my head's in front of him when I hit, you know, so it's not a clip, you know, as long as I'm hitting him in the side with my shoulder and my head ends up in front of him, it's a legal play. But meanwhile, I'm hitting him in the hip and driving him into the ground. Yeah. Yeah. You know, not, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like that was the kind of shit I got into, you know, I mean, the other thing was like, you know, you, you come out of a three-point stance, man. Like, every once in a while, like, you go to bring up that, my right arm out of the stance. Eh, maybe it's going to hit you the balls by accident. Yeah. You know, oops. A little elbow to the groin there. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Why don't you take a playoff? Yeah. You know, that was the kind of shit I did. Yeah. I was a dirty player. Uh-huh. I'll freely admit it. You know, but that's, you know, but at the same time, you know, that's what you get for talking shit. All game long to me. At yeah. some point, I'm going to teach you a lesson. Yeah. You know what I mean? First off, it's bad enough you haven't gotten through me. But second off, now you're just pissing me off. Yeah. You know? So, th- there is a way of doing things without, like, it being a dirty pl- With it being a dirty play, but not being outside the rules. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but that's what's interesting about baseball is, like... It's inherent on the pitcher to do that. Yeah. Like there were times, there have been times where like players have been like taken out of, like I've, I've seen pitchers taken out of games because they refuse to, you know, hit somebody mm. to protect their own guy. Like our guy gets hit. You got to hit somebody from their team now. Yeah. Well, I'm not doing that. That's not what I do. Well, okay. I'm going to take you out and bring somebody in who will then. Yeah. You know, because that's the, the rules of baseball. You know, and, it, you know, also like this this bat flipping stuff and everything else. It's like, you know, guys are being punished for, you know, I don't want to say exuberance because it feels like it's more than that sometimes with some of these guys. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm going to flip the bat and I'm going to watch it go out and I'm going to look cool while I do it, you know. And it's like. It's one thing to like, you know, pump your fist and be excited. It's another thing to kind of like, yeah, yeah. show everybody up because you know because of what you did. Yeah, you know. Well, I mean, like going back to that Jordan shrug, you know. That's maybe that was part of Jordan's game. I don't know because Jordan was one of the dirtiest t- trash talkers in the game. Right in the game. Yeah. Jordan got into your head like nobody else did, and a lot of people didn't see that. No, nobody. Because you know oh what all they got, you know, you'd see somebody from the other end, you know, Reggie Miller or whoever, be like attacking Jordan, and be like, "How dare they attack the king right. of basketball?" I was like, Jordan probably said some dirty ass shit to him that's yeah. not even right. The thing <laughs> that always amazes me is like when you talk to old, like when you hear like old school players talk, they talk about what a trash talker Larry Bird was. Oh, I'm sure. You know, like you know, and Larry Bird was the great white hope. Yeah, you know, he was Mister Clean. He, you know, French lick. You know, you know, Indiana and yeah. shit like that. Like he, 
Larry Bird was, yeah. you know, he he was the model. Yeah. And you know, there he is talking shit and like, no, you never knew that. Like nah. watching the game, you never knew that. Uh. Uh-uh. But there he was talking smack all day long. Yeah. And see, Jordan learned that too early on, and it yeah. was just like, wow. You know, like when you really understand what Jordan was doing. I mean, right. He was he was the artist of his craft. Right. He was because he would get in your head. Right. You know. But um, I mean, how many times have you seen Jordan come up on somebody like that? Yeah. They'd talk back to him, and he'd be like, Yeah. Right in their face, you know, and they'd be pipping, he'd be there shoving them off. Yeah. He's like, Get yeah, stop. We got this game. Yeah, you know what I mean. But uh, yeah, I mean he was. I mean, fuck. Jordan won Defensive Player of the Year one year. Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah, he was always on the All Defensive Team. Yeah, yeah. It's nuts. Yeah, but I mean that was his game. Yeah, trash talking was his. That was his business. <laughs> you know. So anyway. So uh, in conclusion. Uh, <laughs> Me, I, I'm either way on the baseball thing. I don't. I'm but, not that fan, much of a fan of the game to actually say, "Oh no." Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not like, I'm not sitting in my mind. I'm not sitting at Forbes Field, you know, right. with a cigar and a fucking right. You know what I mean? Newspaper and that's not me. And I was never brought up in like that. Right. Yeah. Because baseball was never part of my right bringing up. So. You know, I find it very odd that I wasn't, because um, my grandmother was a huge baseball fan. Right. Yeah. Both grandmothers were ba- were huge baseball fans. Yeah. Especially Grandma Coon. Right. And, um, but my mom wasn't, my dad wasn't, and my grandfather, which died. You know, he yeah. it was dead before I was born. But was uh, amateur baseball, yeah, pitcher, yeah, that was supposed to go pro, yeah, back in, yeah, the day, right, you know yeah. what I mean, like that, the the I would consider the golden year, you know, the thirties, yeah, with yeah, the, the Bruce and yeah, but he decided not to, yeah, raise a family, you know what I mean. So yeah. I mean, I get it, but I mean, like, I've just never been a baseball guy, never had somebody to teach me stats and yeah. cards and took me to the games and right i mean the first baseball game i ever went to was when i was like in my 20s yeah you know yeah so, like, uh, so let, let me so i mean like let me pitch it another way now like because like we we do see like today like the nfl allows like the team celebrations after a touchdown yeah um how do I feel about that? Yeah, like it drives me fucking crazy. Does it? I think it drives me more crazy when they're and and I guess it's just how it goes. But you know, you're down twenty one points and you're going to throw this fucking thing in the end zone with like seven players and the fake picture and da 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 and yeah. all this crap. And I'm like, you better get your shit on straight and fucking win this game. Yeah, that's what pisses me off. Right, especially the games I go to. Yeah. You know, and like for a couple of years, there, I was sitting in the end zone. Yeah. And uh, I'd see that in the end zone, and everybody like, yeah, yeah, it's great. And I, no, it's not. We're yeah. down fucking 21 points, and they're fucking having a birthday party in the end zone. Yeah, they're playing Duck, Duck, Goose. Yeah, it fucking drives me crazy. Yeah. I mean, like, where's your head at? Right. 
You know, this is, you know, a in-division game. Yeah. And you're fucking having a fucking duck-duck-goose in the fucking end zone. Yeah. And you're down 21 points. Right. Get your shit together. That's bad coaching, in my opinion. Right. And that's what pisses me off about Tom. Players coach, hey, I get it. Yeah. Don't let him do fucking bullshit like that. That's how people get out of control. Yeah. Okay. Case in point. Right. Like it's it's funny to me, like because like I'm like I, I, there's nothing better than like Barry Sanders scoring a touchdown, handing the ball to the to the official. In my opinion. Oh yeah. I mean that that's that, a classic that, move. That, that's that's just I mean that was Barry Sanders. You know, I I get again like I understand like you want to celebrate you 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 scored a touchdown that you know there's a bit of exuberance, um, but at the same time. Like this whole thing, like with like we're 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 doing this as a team, and like, oh look, this guy's gonna get on hand, his hands and knees, and no, another guy's gonna get on his back and look like he's lifting weights, and I, hey, that's all horse shit. It is horse shit. And Even it, if you're winning, it's horse shit. And the thing opinion. about it is, it should be about the fans. Yeah. And that's what Ward did. Ward jumped right up in them stands and gave yeah. that ball to a fan. Right. Because it's about the fans. The fans are paying his salary. Right. You know what I mean? Like people, need, I think these players need to learn who's paying them. I mean, I know the Steelers organization is paying them. Right. We're filling up the stands. Right. We're buying the food. We're buying the merch. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's very... When they do that shit in the end zone, I find it very self-centered. Like, it's all about, you know, oh, look what I did. You know what I mean? Yeah. It should be about the fans. Those are the people... That's why I respected Ward a lot. Right. Because he was a huge fan guy. Right. You know? When you do that shit in the end zone and you're all around each other and... Not even a look to the fans. It's like, I don't like it. Like there were even some celebrations like I could get behind, like, like Ladainian Tomlinson <laughs> when he went to the end zone, <laughs> he lifted the ball in the end and then kind of you know yeah flip it off his hand. That I always thought was kind of like a cool thing. Yeah, yeah. But again, like, but it wasn't like audacious, right? You know what I mean? Like you recognize that that was like his move, you know. But at the same time, it wasn't like so audacious. You were like, "Oh, I can't believe he did that." Well, also too, if you remember too, when Ward got a first down, he would, yeah, right. All right. of a sudden, Antonio picked it up. Yeah. But like at the same time, like that kind of stuff. Is, would dro- all the all the wide receivers following picked it up, and it's like, yeah, you know, just leave that with Ward. But that also would drive me nuts because some of those guys would do it again when you're down twenty-one nothing. Correct, and that also, and it's like you know, oh boy, you got a first down, big fucking deal. Yeah. You're down 21 points. That know. ball should be given back to the ref and you should get to the huddle and get your shit together right. to win this fucking game. Yeah. I, every time I've, I, I... Jared probably gets sick of it. But I'll, I, every time they do that, I was like, okay, come on, let's go. Right. I, what's all this bullshit about? Right. You know what I mean? Like, you have a game to win. I don't right. care if you get a first down. The other guy can get a first down. Right. You're not special. I'm serious. Yeah, I, I agree. You're not special. The specialness is if you win the game yeah. as a team. Right. Not that you got a first down. Big fucking deal. Right. Next week you might be injured. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I guess we're on the same level as far as that goes. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple of cool flips. I don't mind the ball spike either. I think the ball spike should be completely okay. And you get in the end zone, score a touchdown, spike the ball. Yeah. That's fucking football. Yeah. And then move on. Right. Don't go to the picture gallery. Don't go to fucking. Yeah. You know, 
Instagram. Don't go to fucking glamour shots. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I, I don't want to see yeah. all that. Right. Spike the ball. You did your job. Celebrate with your teammates. Yeah. Or give it to the fans. Let yeah. them have, let them enjoy it too. Yeah. And then go win the game. Yeah. Yeah. Stupid. Wow. It's a sore subject with me on that fucking right. shit in the end zone because I can't. Uh, and it, but I, get, I can't stand it. I get it because I feel the same way about these guys celebrating the home runs and stuff. Okay, that, that's the equivalent of it for me. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean, uh, that, that's I mean, you know, put your bat down, trot around the base, you know, high five your teammates, and that's it. You know, I mean, you don't need to flip the bat, admire the shot. Make a spectacle of yourself as you're making your way. Like that—that's just unnecessary. Yeah, you're not Babe Ruth calling it out. You got right. a home run. Give me a break. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's great that you did it. Celebrate with your teammates. Yeah, and, you know, when you get back in the dugout. But that, that, you know, this 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 shit that you're these from these players are doing with their bat flips or bat throws or whatever. Like it's annoying to a point that and like the flashiness of, of some of these players. Like, I mean, baseball is a problem because. Every at bat is like fifteen fucking minutes. Agreed. The pitcher throws a pitch, ball or strike. You know it goes back to the pitcher. The batter steps out of the batter's box. He has to adjust his gloves. That's ridiculous. He's that, got, got you know look to the you know hit some pine tar off the helmet. You know what I mean they tap the bat. Like there's all this shit that goes on, and so each at bat is like fifteen minutes, and so now the game is like, I mean. Like, the Pirates played a nine-inning game today that was three and a half hours. Mm-hmm. When I used to go to baseball games, like, if I got to two, two and a half hours, I felt like I got my money's worth. Like, the length of a baseball game has increased so much, it's 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 longer than a football game. Yeah. And it's because these guys, each and every one of them, like, you know, they got to check their cleats. They got to do that. I mean, it's like, fuck, get in. I am all for, like, a, we've talked about doing this in the minor leagues a um a timer like but for between pitches like you got 45 seconds between pitches yeah you know get in there you know get set yeah here comes the pitch like i mean that's work work fast like i mean you know, it's like ridiculous how long a baseball game is like and if it's on ESPN like settle in because you're going to be there all fucking day yeah i i don't enjoy it no I mean, maybe that's one of the things I don't like about baseball is because I, I just don't I don't want to invest that time. Yeah, I mean, it was one. If thing... I'm if I'm going to the park, it it's a little different because of the atmosphere, and you're going right. to the park, and you know you're in the city. It's Pittsburgh. I mean, it's a beautiful park. But watching it on TV, fucking, you can have it. I ain't watching that like, shit. The beauty of going to a baseball game used to be the game started at seven. It was done between nine and nine thirty. And I, I, you know, I'm back home by 11. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now the game's not done until 11. Yeah. You know, it's, and it started at 7. Like, what in the hell is going on? Like, why is this? Are you just keeping people there to milk the shit out of them for, Yeah. you know, pop, so like, that extra bag of popcorn or whatever? So, like, uh, I, I'll have to talk to my friend I work with because he's been an usher for years. Yeah. Uh, he works where I work, but he also ushers. Yeah, ushers. Yeah, and I'll have to talk to them how he's changed the game. I mean, not he him, but I mean like how the game has changed of baseball. Yeah, for him because he mean, worked at Three Rivers. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, like I said, I used to be able to go to a game and like I'd, I'd be home before eleven o'clock. Yeah, you know now a game starts at seven. 
when I get out of work at 10, you know, they're, they're only in the, like, the seventh or eighth inning. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, that's nuts. Kids are getting tired. They're like, yeah. I want to go home. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's happened with my family. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it, it, it's tough because, like, you, you, you know, like, it just, it seems like it's, it's, it's like, the, 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 the time of a game has increased so much over the years. And, like, a football game is only three hours or so. Like, a little over three hours. That's a football game. Yeah, yeah. You know? Which like like NFL was like talking about like how do we lower how do we reduce the time like what can we right, do right. to get get make this move faster? That was part of like the the um the alliance of, of football like that was one of the things that they talked about was like trying to reduce the time of games. And that's mm-hmm. also something the XFL is talking about finding ways to reduce the time of uh, of a game length because people don't want to be there for three and a half hours. Right, they want to be out of there in two and a half to three hours. So it's the same thing with Major League Baseball. They, they just don't have any answer because of the unwritten rules of baseball in many ways. Oh, I hear you. Yeah. It's my last bitch mm-hmm. about the subject and everything about that because we got a little off course. But So I listen to a lot of talk radio in the morning. Right. Mainly because I don't have, like, my phone is just not loud enough for me to listen to podcasts. It's one of the reasons I don't listen to podcasts is because my phone's not loud enough for me to listen to them. Right. You like don't have the, and you don't have a way of hooking up to the radio. No, because my cars are older. Right. You get it? Yeah. So, I listen to a lot of talk radio in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly in the morning. Sometimes in the afternoon. I mean, right. it depends. But they always give away tickets yeah. to pirate games. Now, and this is what's fucking driving me crazy. Mm-hmm. Right. It's fucking KDK number one. Right. Um, no. Well, and it's. I also listen to K- 1250 and 1020. Most of the times I listen to 1020 right. AM. Right. So I'm listening to the radio, and it was like, oh, we have a power giveaway. If you name this, this, and this, you can get, you know, tickets to the pirates. Sure, you know, whatever. I know the answer. I'm going to call in. Yeah. Yeah, it's a one o'clock, game, one o'clock game on a Tuesday. Yeah. Fucking pony up, dude. Make it for a Saturday at seven thirty. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, they're not. They don't have. They're not selling that many seats. No, they're not. Like, their their average attendance here, I think, is like ten thousand. Right. I mean, they're not selling out the park. I mean, no. you can get a decent seat in the house. Pony up and don't give me this bullshit promotional crap that the pirate. And that's what pits, pisses me off about the pirates. Right. You know what I mean? Give it back to the fans a little. Maybe maybe we'll come to the games. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Don't do it all you can eat bullshit in the sun because everyone's just going to get sick anyway. Right. You know what I mean? But, I mean, like, there's nothing like a night game at PNC. I, that's one of my favorite things. Right. I mean, it's, it's just that slight chill off the river, but yet it's hot. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, the lights, it's perfect. You know, because, I mean, the park, you have to admit that park is one of the best baseball parks in America. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, the, the view of Pitt, downtown Pittsburgh and everything is. Yeah, but just the atmosphere yeah. too. I mean, I've right. been I, the, the most of the games that I've gone to are at night, you yeah. know, and I just like it ten times, twenty times better than I do during a day game. Right. Um, and it's just it pisses me off about these radio stations. I I don't understand these like cheap gifts. I mean, you're a powerhouse. Well, I mean, it's also. I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's I mean, the the pirates are like because I mean, let's face facts. I mean, first off, they're they're drawing like I said, ten thousand to a game. I'm sure that that Wednesday night, one o'clock, first pitch, there's probably five thousand people in the stands. Maybe, yeah. And they're and they're mostly visitors. 
Yeah. Or Taurus. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, no, I mean, no, nobody's taking a day off from work. To go to a noon start yeah. for a pirate game. No. No. Nobody even calls off for that shit. No. The way we've been getting beat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, let's get off of sports a little bit and let's get some, some nerd shit. Okay. Hold on one second. Sure. So, ne- next up is an interesting conversation. Okay. At least I think it will be. And that is... Warner Brothers has officially announced that they are not doing a Hall H panel this year of any type. Really? Yeah. The only thing they're doing is interesting. Yeah, it chapter two is doing something I think on Friday as part of a a scare thing, like a horror thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Scare Diego, which is an opening night event devoted to horror films. Mm, I think that's actually pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. But other than that, nothing else is going to be done. By Warner Brothers at Comic Con. Oh wow! Now this is on the heels of basically Disney also not doing anything at Comic Con. Well, Disney has their own thing. Yeah, Disney has a D twenty three. Yeah. So the, these are the two major players. Sure. In in movies at this point, Universal being the third. Is this the end of Comic Con being a pop culture? phenomenon that it has been because like this is the thing that we all look at like last year um game of thrones didn't do anything uh there were a lot of like major shows and movies that didn't appear at comic-con right and now like warner brothers is basically saying i mean and warner brothers has a a litany of movies coming out within the next 12 months that you would kind of sit there and say, you know, they'd want to do something with. Right. Um, you know, they got the Joker later this year, which I would think they would want to put something behind that. Yeah. Um, yeah, you would think. Wonder Woman 1984 plus, you know, Dr. Sleep, Dune, Godzilla versus Kong. I mean, they've, they've got a, a litany of, like, what you would consider prime... It's funny, Movies I didn't know to... that WB had Godzilla. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I thought that was Paramount for some reason. No. No, it's... it's uh... Warner Brothers. Yeah. Huh. Okay. So, but like, my, my point is, like, you know, so they, they've got a litany of movies coming out within the next 12 months that you would think would be, like, a prime platform to use to kind of introduce people to these movies. Right, right. And they're kind of saying, no. Nah, we're good. Weird, huh? It is. It's it's very weird. Like I wonder. Like I, that's why I pose the question of, like, are the streaming services going to step in here? Like, is this something where Netflix and Amazon can kind of take advantage of this to create their own publicity, or is this just like we might see San Diego Comic Con their pop culture influence waning, right? And. Not being as big of a deal as it was just three years ago. Right. I don't know. Yeah. I yeah. It's it's major players out of the out of the fold. Yeah. Which helps other players like Netflix and right. You know what I mean? AMC and what you know whatever. Yeah. But um. 
I don't know. Maybe they're taking a stand and... I don't know. What do you think? I mean, I... I I don't think it's the destruction of Comic-Con. I'm not not saying it's the destruction of Comic-Con, but I I, I think it's, like... I guess it all depends on what you're going there for. Right. I mean, you're going to take a fan base out that is probably 30%, 40% of your revenue. You know what I mean? Like, that's huge. Yeah. Well, I I feel like over the past 15 years... Okay. Maybe 20 years. Mm-hmm. You know, the San Diego Comic Con has been kind of mm-hmm. like where, like, it, it was almost like the upfronts for, like, the movies you were expecting to see over the next year. Like, here's going to be some of your first looks. On here, that aspect, yes. Yeah. Like, here, here, here's where, you know, and, like, we, we got this, like, from Star Wars. Like, yeah. the prequels did, a, like, Lucas always used the San Diego Comic-Con, like going all the way back to the original Star Wars. Right. To show that first footage. Yeah. Or new footage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Like, so, going all the way back to, like, 1976, the 76 <coughs> San Diego Comic-Con, like, that's the first time anybody saw anything from Star Wars. Right. Um, and so, like, with the prequels, like, he did a really good job of using San Diego Comic-Con as, like, a launching platform for, like, in the next year, this is what you can expect from us. Right. Like, right. you know, it, it was kind of like the launching point for for them. Um, and I think other movie for companies noticed how he handled it with his company. And it became like this, this pop culture phenomenon of this is where you got all of your information. This is where you got to see... Some of your first looks. This is where you got to see. Okay, here's a movie I'm, I'm looking forward to. You know, th- th- this is kind of like where you got all that information, right? You know, and you got to see the stars. I mean, you know, who's ever gonna forget the first time we ever saw the Avengers assembled was on stage at San Diego Comic Con, right? You know, stuff like that is what the Comic Cons was is kind of like become in a lot of ways, right? Um, so if you're taking Disney's properties away, and that's not just Disney, but that's Marvel, and that's that's um, Lucasfilm. Right. You know, if you're saying, oh, we're no longer going to be doing anything because we're doing D23 in August, well, we're going to release everything. Right, right. You know, um, and then you have Warner Brothers, who, again, they have a slate of movies, and, and, and they're playing a bit of catch-up with Disney as it is, but they're doing well enough. Yeah, but they're still a big player. Right. You kind of, and, and we're talking about big movies. Like we're talking about it, Chapter Two. We're talking about Doctor Sleep, mm-hmm. which a lot of people are looking forward to. You know, your first look at Dune. You know, which is something that many people, myself included, have been really looking forward to hearing more about. Uh-huh. Kong versus Godzilla. You yeah. know, th- th- these these are big name properties that sure. you want to start building buzz for at some point. Right. And Comic-Con was the place to do it. And Warner Brothers is saying, no, we're going to do it in another way. I think part of it is the, you know, the age of the internet. Okay. You know, where, you know, two, a couple years ago, we had that incident where the, the leaked footage for Suicide Squad came out. Mm-hmm. And Warner Bros. was pissed about it, put out the trailer anyway, and was just like, 
<laughs> Fuck it, you guys can't keep anything a secret. We, ha-, you know, I mean, that, that I think that that's part of it as well. Is like, why are we doing something special at Comic Con? We can just release shit when we want to have it released. Right. You know, what I mean, our hand got forced with with Suicide Squad, and. We released a trailer a year in advance of a movie that we didn't want to release a trailer for. Right. We were trying to do something special for Comic-Con, and you put it out on the internet for people to see, and now we had to do this. Right. So I, I feel like that's part of it is just the information age has made it to a point that, like, even if you put something out at San Diego Comic-Con for, hey, this is only for you guys, it's still going to get out. Right. Somebody's recording it, and they're going to put it on their YouTube channel. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, I think that's part of it as well. And and the other side of it is, like, you know, you could just... It, it doesn't make sense. Like, you, there's so many other ways nowadays, too, to get your message out at a lower cost, probably. Oh, yeah, I'm sure a lower cost. Yeah. I mean, social media has is, is been... A boon for like if you if you want to have a low cost ad campaign, social media is the way to do it. Yeah, and maybe this is also a um, a thing from the uh, you know like Warner Brothers saying I'm, we're not going to pay you this. Yeah, we're not going to pay three four million dollars just to come here. You yeah. know what I mean? And say we're going to release this shit, right? Because we can do it our own way. Maybe this right. is like a you know. Crossroads type of thing where, yeah, we'll come, but we're not going to pay this bullshit that you're right. asking because we can do our own thing. So maybe it's that aspect we're not right. seeing. So I, I, but I do think like it, except it, for Disney because yeah. Disney is their own. Yeah, beast. Do, they do their own beast. Yeah, yeah. So I do think like we're we're at a point where I I think San Diego Comic Con is about to lose some of its pop culture cachet. Right. As far as it being like, like that weekend, I was I was always especially doing the podcast. Sure, we'd always check out, and see what the fuck in. was happening. Yeah, yeah. you you you, you got to see like when's this trailer being released? When's this panel coming on? Because there may be a trailer for that that I got to check out. You know, there was always something going on at San Diego Comic Con that you wanted to make sure you were wired in and saw. Yeah, but you if know. the big dogs are out and that's what you're focusing on, then right. You know, yeah, like I'm still gonna have my ear to the ground on it, but maybe not as much as I did previously. Sure, but I mean, like for for like Artist Alley and shit like that. I mean, I think it's still important. Um, but it's a shame too. At the same point, because those big dogs draw in people, and with those draws of people, and they go down Artist Alley and stuff like right. that, and they see new comics and new new stuff that's coming out, and you know, it's kind of a it's kind of a hit to the. Not only the artists in, in comics, but just art in general. Right. Because, I mean, there's a lot of people that go... I mean, that's one of the big... That's one of the big non-draws of Steel City is they don't have enough artists there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's mostly toys. It's mostly... Right. Your celebs. But, the, I mean, Artist Row is pretty weak. Yeah. I mean, and they don't have big artists coming in. Right. I mean... Very rarely. You'll never see a huge artist come yeah. into Steel City Con. Right. And that's why, and you know, when you're charging, actually, Comic Con's actually not as expensive as people think it is. Right. It's not. It's just, can you get the tickets? Yeah. Can you get the tickets? Number one. Number two is that they almost have the Walmart theory is like, we're going to sell them out 
And we're going to sell out the tickets, and the tickets are at a reasonable price, but it's what happens inside is right. what, what's where the moneymaker is. Right. But with Steel City, you're never going to see these great artists come in to Steel City Con. Right. You're well, not. Because I, I don't consider Steel City Con a Comic Con. Right. It's different. Right. It's not. It's a pop culture con. It is. Because, I mean, like, you may have a couple people selling books. Yeah. And then you'll have your people selling books that are like, you know, yeah. $2,000, the mint, you right. know, yeah. that kind of crap. But um, that's what I found the most odd about the, uh, the Still City is there's only maybe four or five vendors that are selling comics. Yeah. Because it started off as a toy show. Correct. That, that, that's its roots as it was a toy show. I know. But and it kind of clings to those roots in a weird way. In a weird way. Yeah, I yeah. know. But I mean, like... As a book flipper, yeah, um, I want to see some comics. And Pittsburgh does not have a really good—I mean, a really solid Comic Con. They do. Wow. That that, that still not still City Con, the Three Rivers Con. Three Rivers. And that was down at the. Where the was water. it this year? It, they they moved it down to the waterfront to How the co- you went? building. I didn't go. No. Okay. Um, I could for some reason something came up, but I couldn't go. Mm. But um. But, the, I mean, the times I had gone, I mean, that was nothing but comics. Right. But the thing is, for me, is I would take and the girls... And they had a huge artist alley. See, that's cool. Yeah, like, the, like half of it was comics, half of it was artists. Right. Like, they had a very big... And, like, a lot of it was dedicated to independent publishers. Yeah. You know, so, like, like they like they had, com- you know, comic book sellers there, but they had a lot of, like, independent comic publishers there as well, The you know, which... Is like their their demographic. Like that's what they've always said they're aiming at is we're not looking. You know, we're looking to make this about the artists. We're looking to make it about comic books. Yeah, that's you cool. Know, that's what they've always said. Is so like it's not pop culture. They don't get big. Right, right, right. Big guests like Still City does. I mean, you know, Still City made a big deal. Like Paul Rubens is coming to town in the next one. That's that's huge for them. Yeah, it's huge. You know, and. That place will be jam packed for three days because it will of Paul be, Rubens. But the but the but the thing is, with I'll have to go to I'll have to go to the Three Rivers. Yeah. Because um, without the kids. Yeah. Or maybe I'll take the kids and I'll go a day by myself because I'm yeah. a book flipper because I I can sit there and flip through books for right forever. But um, they like Still City. It appeals to them. Right. And I I get that. My problem with Still City is it's sixty bucks going through the door. Yeah, it, and one of their again one one of their big things was they were cheap. Yeah, like back in the day that they was, bragged about being a low cost con for you to get into, and it's but not as they've grown. It's almost become as expensive as a New York City con or, or, or Wizard World that's coming to town. It still hasn't announced anybody who's coming to town for that one. It's pathetic. It is. It's ridiculous. But yeah. they they say they're coming in July. Pathetic. I can't even. Yeah. yeah. I'm not even going down that path. Right. Um, but I, for me, I like the I like. <clears throat> for me, I like the mix. Right. I like the mix of going to see artists. Right. Um, I like the mix of possibly seeing good panels. Yeah. Artist alley, and book flipping. I mean, that's what I'm gonna go. I mean, I can go to if if the if my perfect con. I mean, if I can go. To see all those, right. which I can at Comic Con. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Um, that's a two day affair for me. Right. Because, you know, I'll go to a 
um, artists that I can, I mean, I can spend forever in there, but I mean, like, right. book flipping, I can spend four hours flipping books. Right. And that's just me. I mean, I'm the guy that goes up and starts flipping. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Looking for the ones that I want. Right. And I don't know. I just, I feel that Still City does not have that. So I'm going to have to go to Three Rivers. Yeah. But I don't think I could take the girls there because I don't think they'd be very interested in that. They probably wouldn't because it isn't pop culture oriented. I mean, there are some toy sellers there, but not a ton. Yeah. You know, I, the, but I mean, it's it's mostly comic vendors. It's mostly publishers. And it's a, a huge artist alley that... You know, you can you can walk around. I mean, they, they, they have other stuff going on. They, they have panel discussions and shit like that. But, I mean, for the most part, like, I'm intrigued. I was I wish I could have gone because I wanted to see how they would set it up down in that Kaufman's building. Right. Down there. Like, I wanted to see what they did. Right. You know, and it, it would have been very interesting to, to see. I mean, you know, I'm glad that, you know, they moved. They were able to get someplace to hold that. And you know it's a it's a con I like to see expand, and it, there's a real opportunity if that if they're going to be able to use that Kaufman's building right like that, and if the waterfront chooses, I mean they they could turn that into a, a convention area. Sure, it's big enough. It's big enough, and there's I mean there's so much parking around it. Yeah, they get the the parking garage and yeah yeah know, all that. I mean so I mean th- th- this is an opportunity that's really like at. Their doorstep. Yeah, don't put a Feline's basement in there. Put yeah. it in something that's gonna fucking yeah. draw. They have, they do have an opportunity with that building because that building's huge. Yeah, it is. It's massive. And like you said, there's tons of parking. Yeah. So, I know they have craft shows and shit like that down there, but yeah. But also too, I want people like, especially in Pittsburgh, to remember. I mean, people outside of Pittsburgh. There's a lot of horror conventions here in Pittsburgh too that right. go unnoticed. Right. And just. You know, look it up, Google it, Pittsburgh Horror Shows, Horror Com... Not Comic-Cons, but yeah. Horror Conventions. Yeah. Um, but there are a number of them, and, you know, these are Grounds Roots. Yeah, um, walk, Walking Dead Weekend's coming up. Is that what it's called? I can't remember. Um, but horror in, Fest in, in Monroe, is one of them, right? In Monroeville Mall. Yeah. Um, that's the guy run by the guy who runs the, the, the zombie museum. Yeah, but that's not there anymore. No, it's not there anymore. But he does like he holds like last year when they when they did unveiled the remote the uh, George Romero bust at Monroeville Mall. Right, he was the guy who was in charge of that. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, I think it's called Living Dead, not Walking Dead. Living Dead, um, Living Dead Museum. Yeah, figure out his name because he's one of the people responsible for the yeah. Save saving of the bridge and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. It's um June fourteenth and sixteenth, so next next weekend. Yeah. Um. That was somebody big who was actually going to be at it. I, I want to say like Living Dead Weekend. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Adrian Barbeau. She's going to be there. No shit. Yeah. With the crate from, um, alongside Fluffy and the crate prop from Creep Show. Oh, when's this? Next weekend. Where at? Monroeville Mall. Oh, I'm going. <laughs> no doubt, dude. Yeah. 
I hope she has a Beastmaster fucking photo. Oh, that would be that. awesome. Monster Bash is one of them. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I mean, like, there's... There's a couple um, conventions, you know... Yeah. That happen here. That, um... Tom Atkins is going to be there. <laughs> really? Yeah. That are, you know, quite important. Yeah. I and mean, especially for independent filmmakers. You know, like our my buddy Dave at work. Yeah. Um, I know he just finished his film, but I think he's working on a new one. But, um, you know, this is cool. I mean, this is cool stuff that... Ground roots kind of stuff that yeah. needs to be seen. Yeah. You know, and no, heard I agree, about it. You know? Yeah. So... Anyway. So yeah, so um but I, I coming I, back to it. Yeah, coming coming back to San Diego Comic Con. Like I do think it's maybe an opportunity for them to get back to their roots as well. Right. And being more of a comic book show. Yeah. You know. I don't know how good for business that is for them. But there have been a lot of people who have bemoaned the pop culture aspect of it. Yeah. And have talked about like they wish it would just get back to being a comic book show. Yeah. You know. So it's all. It's always interesting. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So. Before we jump in the mailbag, two quick items. Okay. Okay. Very quick. Trailers. Did you see the trailer for the Dark Crystal show? Oh. Oh yeah. Amazing. Yeah, I can't wait. And to hear the Chamberlain at the end. Oh. Oh. Oh, yeah. oh man! Yeah. Drop my stone! Yeah. I can't. I. I just. I just. Yeah. I just hope. I'm praying. Praying that it's lives up to the lives up to the yeah. It's not really even hype. I can't. You can't say hype because like Jesus. Yeah. There's so many a number of generations that don't even know this movie exists. Right. And, and a lot of generations of kids that don't even know trial by stone. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean. But I mean, I'm you and I are such a fan of right. the Dark Crystal, right? Um, but everything I've seen looks so good. Yeah, I mean, like it almost makes you want to cry. Yeah, it did. Like I, I, I was almost moved to tears by that trailer. Especially hearing so Augur's voice again. I yeah. Like, oh my god. Yeah. You know. What I mean? But will it catch? Yeah, you know, I mean, it, it's going to catch to us. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I, I mean, mean, we'll probably think it's the best thing in the fucking world, and our kid, my kids, are going to be like, eh, yeah, whatever. Like, I'm very intrigued. Well, to see, I shouldn't say yeah, that. but I'm very intrigued to see like who does get into this. Mm-hmm. Like, it's one of those weird things. It's like people remember Labyrinth because it had David Bowie in it. You know, well, and his cod piece. Yeah, our generation. Well, yeah, but I mean, but that's, I mean, like, people remember that. Like, people will talk about Labyrinth because, but because it had Bowie. Yeah. You know, the Dark Crystal is a much different, like, it was all puppets. You know, yeah, there, there was, was no, no Bowie. Aspect. Yeah. You know, so it's one of those weird things where, like, I just wonder, like, how people are going to react to it or people who get into it are going to, like, 
how are they are they gonna like remember like oh fuck yeah that was a movie in the eighties that Henson did yeah. like or is it gonna be like an entirely new generation of young people who embrace this as their own because like one of the things I found like interesting I was like I one Thanksgiving. I brought that over, like, for my niece to watch. Okay. And at the time, she was seven. Uh-huh. And she thought it was corny. Yeah. And she's seven. Like, you would think, like, puppets would still be, like, well within her, you know, her wheelhouse. Right, right. And it was corny to her. Like, to, but to me, it was, like, this breathtaking achievement. Like, I'm watching it. I'm like, how can you? Like, she's giggling at stuff. I'm like, this isn't funny. <laughs> you know, that wasn't a funny moment. Yeah. You know? But she just found it hokey. Yeah, and, you know, and it's and it's um, and that's I think that's where we stand. Yeah. I, I I think that um, kids, I don't know. It, it's just it's just so different. It feels like I don't want to feel like an old man, right. By saying this, but I, I just kids see it differently than we do. I, I feel like Muppets are more of an like. An adult thing now. I think they are. Yeah. Like, I, I do. Like, I, I think, like, the Muppet movies kids aren't interested in. Like, you and I are. Mm. I, I feel like, like, like the time of Muppets is past, like, this generation of, of children to an extent. Right. You know, where you and I, like, our generation completely embraced that. And more importantly, like, when we see, like... Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas, or we see the Dark Crystal or Labyrinth, and we see what was done with puppetry, right? By this talented group of people and what they created, we're we're in awe of it. Where kids today are like fucking Muppets, yeah. You know, but the thing is too is like you know, <clears throat> the thing that's strange too is I mean, like puppetry's been around for centuries, yeah, right, and so. It's had a renaissance and a renaissance and a renaissance. I mean, like, it's come back into fold. Right. And then, especially in the 80s, 79, 77, yeah. you know, when it came back in, um, it was like lightning in a bottle at the time period. Right. And people were like, whoa, you know, Kermit the Frog, who was this guy, you know? And um, it was just so... Literally, lightning in a bottle. I mean, they produced how many movies from right. it? I mean, like, right in a row. Right. I mean, Muppet movie, Caper. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and, um, and Jim Henson had really a good thing going, but, like, on Jim Henson's dark side of that mind, produced yeah. The Crystal and produced Labyrinth. Yeah. And, and people may not think that, you know, Labyrinth is a dark movie, but it really yeah, is. Yeah, it really is. I mean, yeah. you're kidnapping a child. Yeah. It's the Goblin King. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's darker than people think it is. Yeah. And, like, kids view it today is like, oh, that's kind of corny and, eh, not really my speed. But, you know, that's digital, man. I mean, that's yeah, that, I guess part movies. of it is like, you know, that's like, why would you do it with puppets when you could just digi- make this all digital? Yeah, but it's so amazing. But you imagine the artistry of it. But the artistry is absolutely incredible. Right. And you got that from this trailer, like how how beautiful it looked and it was shot and how everything. I I was just like, oh, this looks amazing. yeah. But now they can they can digital out all the fucking yeah strings and the, yeah. you know what I'm saying, like right. that we saw, you know, like yeah. the crystal bats. Yeah, you know what I mean. You right. saw the strings. I mean, you knew somebody was pulling that cord. Yeah, but now you know you can digital that out, and it's 
I don't, you know, I, I think it's actually kind of sad that kids can't get into that that magical place because every time I watch The Crystal, I go back to when I was seven years old and I'm yeah. like, encaptured by the whole thing. Right. You know? I, I, oh, yeah. I'm like, Emmett Otter, same thing. Yeah. Labyrinth, same thing. Yeah. I, I'm, st- I'm that age where... Yeah. I become that age where it's just so magical and it's just, wow. Yeah. You forget that there's someone behind the... Yeah. You know, there's a hand up the ass in the mouth. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, right, yeah. And it's just... It's gone. Right. And, and, and I find it very sad to... For these last generations that can't experience that because it's, I don't, it's just part of you, right? Like you have to admit between you and I and and a lot of people out there, these movies were they're a part of us, right? They're like in our soul, right? And I mean not to get deep, but I mean like yeah, even the Muppet movies. I mean they're in our they're in our yeah who we are, right? Do they have that? I mean do the what do they have that's what we have? Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, they don't have that same thing. Right. I agree. So. I agree. I, I mean, I'm sure there's going to be something that, like, you know, 20, 30 years from now, we're going to be like, what the fuck was this? But it was what kids were watching. Well, I go through that now, too. Yeah. In a sense. In a sense, yeah. Yeah. But it's it's just different. Yeah, when they're going to a Wiggles reunion... yeah but i mean it's different yeah i mean it's just the only thing that's held constant believe it or not through my kid's childhood that i can somewhat identify with is like i don't know spongebob yeah because i like spongebob well right the early episodes yeah were really good um I don't know. Yeah. Bear, bear in the big blue house when they yeah. were little. Yeah. You know what I mean? That that was Henson. Um, yeah. I thought that was better than Sesame Street. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. But I, I like identified with that. I got caught up in that. Right. You know? I mean, my children are a little bit different. But I right. mean, like, um, there's just not there's just not that show for them to really like. There was a lot of stuff when we were younger that we were privileged to see. Right. And I just don't feel like they have that now. Right. I get what you're saying. I mean, it's a junk television. Yeah. That's what I call it. I mean, it's just a bunch of junk. Yeah. It is. I think after the introduction of Barney, children's television just went downhill. Right. I I, I agree with you. I mean, we had. I I would say, like, the Teletubbies. Yeah. Yeah. But you have to consider when we were children. Right. What I mean, take today's kid, not today, or even go into my girl's lifetime. Yeah. Okay, because they're 19 now. Right. Right. And Ellie's 10. So you go into their lifetime and you look at their panel of things that they can watch. Okay. Right. And then you take our ages, what we had, our panel of things that we watched. Right. Right. It's just so different. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, Fraggle Rock. Yeah. Just the name one. Right. Right. When you watch Fraggle Rock, that was a mat. That was masterpiece. Yeah. It was. Yeah. I mean, for a kid. Right. 
<clears throat> it taught you a lesson. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, right. it did all the things it was supposed to do. Right. Um, it wasn't dark, but I mean, like, kids don't have the Fraggle Rock. They don't have Dark Crystal. They don't have Labyrinth. They don't have, they yeah. don't, they don't have any Muppets, really. Right. I mean, they have the new Muppet movies. Yeah, they're good. Right. But, nothing like. But I, I don't think children clung to those movies quite the way adults did. No. You're right. Like I, I, I think like the Muppets, the fir- the first like reboot per se, if you will, the one with Jason Siegel. Mm. I think that was more embraced by adults like our age, who were the, feeling the nostalgia, and it tapped into that and did a very good job of right. tapping into that. It did, you know, and but also created its own mythology and gave you some int- like you know, I, I think one of the only behind Rainbow Connection is. Am I a man or am I a Muppet? <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, as far as, like, Muppet songs. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like, so, like, it, it's, it, like, they did a great job of tapping into what you and I right. but grew even, up with. Even the new Muppet show. Not new, but. Yeah. Not the series, but when they created the new Muppet show. Yeah. It just didn't hit. Yeah. It hit for me. Oh, yeah. I was right there. I loved it. I thought it was amazing. Right, and not the show in the office. I'm talking the the show. It was a oh. Muppet show, like a variety oh, I was, show. I was talking the one in the office, yeah. Yeah, but the one in the office was great. Yeah. Um, but the one even before that, the new yeah. Muppet show, yeah. it just never hit. None of them ever hit. Right. You know, because it's just not, I guess in the computer age, it's just not believable anymore. Yeah. It's not, you know, believable that Frog can do that. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but on the other side of the spectrum, we got our first look at John Rambo. Oh, I can't wait. Oh. <laughs> you know, they had this this meme or whatever out on Facebook that said, you know, heroes of the 80s. Did you see this? No. Okay, it said heroes of the 80s and had like Stallone... Schwarzenegger, yeah. Van Damme, Seagal. Yeah. You know, I had all these guys from the 80s. Yeah. And then it had these guys from the... Now. Yeah. Like, you know, Tony... Uh, not Tony Stark. Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, you know, all these yeah. guys. Cumberbatch and slim suits and, yeah. you know, slim guys and real slim. You look at those guys in the 80s. They were fucking monsters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, The Rock is a throwback. It is. And I think yeah. that's why people like him so yeah. much. Um, not that I'm I'm not I'm not you know yeah discounting those guys at all. Right. But you know, take off that fucking suit. Chris Evans is fucking massive. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And Wolverine was not part. I mean, uh, Hugh Jackman was not part of this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This mix. But uh, um, I get it though. Right. You know, wh- from what they were yeah. saying. Yeah. But oh, this new trailer. Mm. Yeah. I'm excited. Oh, yeah. I love... What I love about Stallone, seriously, is he's wrapping up everything. Yeah. Before he passes. Yeah. (laughs) I I don't know when that's going to be, but Stallone is wrapping up shit. Yeah. Like, it's almost like his legacy. Right. Does that make sense? It does, yeah. Yeah. But, um... I mean, he does movies here and there, but I mean, right. like, it's like almost like his legacy. It's like almost like his goal in life is yeah. to like help 
Like Creed Two was like he, he finally is bowing out oh, was of the Rocky series. Yeah. You know, um You know, here now here comes John Rambo. Oh. And it, first of all, it looks like a worthy successor to the last Rambo movie, oh, which yeah. was fucking amazing. Yeah. That was like the most underrated action movie yeah. ever made. Yeah. <laughs> it was so good. Yeah. And now here here comes this trailer, and I was just like Holy shit. Stallone's so good. Yeah. He is. He is. He's always been good. No matter... I know he's played some... There's been some terrible movies that he's done. But who hasn't done terrible movies for the money? Yeah. But usually his movies are decent. When he writes writes something... Yeah. It's usually decent. Like he... I think one of the amazing things about Sylvester Stallone is he's a talented writer. Oh yeah. And so when when he like he wrote the first Expendables movie, I mean, he wrote the second and third too, but they got out of hand. But like usually when he writes, like he he, he what he writes is actually really really good. It's yeah. Usually very like brilliant. Yeah. And you no, know, this again, this is a you know he he wrote this, and I'm very intrigued. Like it looked so good. Oh man. Dude. Yeah, I'm pumped. Yeah, I am. I'm, I'm. I'm fucking excited. Yeah, I can't wait. Like that, that looks that good. I will see. No, from me as a movie goer, you yeah. know, I will see any Stallone movie that's made. Yeah, just because I like him. Yeah, I do. I can't say that for Arnie. Yeah, I can't. I right. mean, like, I can care less. But if a Stallone movie comes out. I, it must be the Rocky infatuation. But I mean, like... Yeah. He's in a movie. I'm going to see it. Yeah. I just... I, I've seen every Stallone movie made. I get that. You know? Yeah. He's just... He's decent. Yeah. Anyway. So... Two two bits there that we're both very anxious. I cannot for. wait for that fucking Stallone movie. Oh, I know. That's going to be <laughs> insane. Or fucking uh, Rambo. Yeah. Because, I mean, I, there's a, like, for me, there's a lot of high expectations for this Rambo. Especially coming off the last one that was so fucking good. That was a complete shocker of the century for me. Yeah. I mean, like, for me, I was like, well, he's going to do another Rambo. Yeah. Because Rambo had a really sour taste in my mouth. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Rambo 1, of course, was, you can't. Yeah really say anything bad about yeah, that movie. Yeah, the first blood was an amazing movie. It was. Rambo 2, yeah, I get it, where it got caught up in the 80s crap with the jade pendant and the fucking fucking knife. and Yeah. But I got it, but I loved it. You but know it, what I mean? It's, it's actually good. a good movie, though. Yeah. The other side of that is it's a very good movie. Rambo 3. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah, it was bad. Uh, paycheck. Yeah. But, um, and then when it, I think it left such a sour taste and, and it was like, oh, he's coming out with this movie. And I'm like, there ain't no fucking way I'm seeing that in the theater. And I just told somebody at work the other day, I was like, somebody asked me, did you see the new Rambo? I was like, I'm going to fucking see it in the theater. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm not letting this one go by. And this is how much, I mean, it takes place in Arizona. There's a lot of desert. I, I'm still going to see And you are still there. there. I don't care. <laughs> like, this is a movie that I don't care, and this yeah. is Rambo. That's one of the big problems I had with Wolverine. Yeah, because I noticed how much desert yeah. there was in the in the in the preview clips. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, whew. 
this is going to be rough. <laughs> yeah, I'll get I through it. I don't know if I can see it. You know? And yeah. Of course I had to go because yeah. it was Wolverine. It was Hugh Jackman. Yeah. And one of the best decisions I've ever made. But yeah. This Rambo movie? Yeah. Theaters. Right yeah. All right, so let's dip our Tony old mailbag. Man. All right. Mailbag. Burp, burp. And as always, we start with our good friend, Super Fan Thad. Hello, my new favorite host of the PNP broadcast, Mr. Tim. Thank God. The other two sucked. Yeah. No offense, Sean. Eh, none taken. Come on, Sean. You knew there were releases in Doc Johnson's. Remember that time you took me there and you were in the booth that we were in the booth next to each other? You slip your fuzzy strew and ask for some throat yogurt. Oh, wow. Wow. No, I don't recall that. Must have that time you slipped me a roofie. Um, who do you think would have won between wor- Worm, Grey Worm and Jon Snow if they had fought in the, in the throne room? <laughs> he put Wormtail here, which was, you know, from Harry Potter. So I think Jon Snow would have beat Wormtail. Right. He was a bit of a dick. But Grey Worm, on the other hand, I think it would have been a good fight. I think Snow would have had to have done something. He would have had to think outside the box to beat him. Right. I think he would have eventually. How did Tim look in his little short shorts? Well, he he was wearing jeans. Yeah. Yeah. Unless he had spanks underneath. He might know. have, you know. He might have. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. To answer your question about the the Kennywood 5K coaster race, you would need to ride each one each coaster one time to get the required 5K or 1600-ish feet of track. Phantom's Revenge is the longest track at over 3,500 feet. Okay. Next year, you can ride the Steel Curtain four times as their track is 4,000 feet long. Wow, that's wow. pretty impressive. That's impressive. Um, I finally got to see Bohemian Rhapsody last weekend. The movie was pretty good. The recreation of Kool-Aid, I mean Live Aid, was great. Okay, I have to go. I love cleaning the house in the nude. You should come. Excuse me. You should come over sometime and see. No, thank you. No. No. And next time we got a writer for a good friend, the Otter. Cool. Better than a super fan, Tim. Hey, Pittsburgh nerds. Hey. I'll keep it short as I'm sure the audience is all filled up on Otter. Never. Never. Thanks again for having me in. It's always a highlight of my year. Well, it was a pleasure to have you yeah, on. Yeah, it was great. It's always good. I had to find a new show to be obsessed with and angry about so I can keep the invites coming. I'm kind of useless now. No, no, no. We can have you in any time, sir. You don't need to be angry about something. Just come on in. Join the show. Relax. Put your feet up. Took Beaver and Pup to the greatest place on earth today. Hmm. No, not Disney. Altoona. Oh, my God. Yes, Altoona. The tuna, if you will. What a majestic place. It's several counties away, so Sean, you'll just have to take my word for it. 
I've actually been to Altoona. Yeah. yeah. Too. Um, I don't know what's majestic about Altoona, but... Well, they do have a lovely baseball stadium. Okay. I, I went. I actually I, I went to Altoona. I, I caught two games. I caught a day a day and night. Like it was like a. I went on a Saturday, and caught a day a nighttime game. Spent the night in Altoona and caught a nighttime or a a, a Sunday day game, and then came home. So. So that'll show you. Wow. I took them to the Valley Sci-Fi Con. Nice. Nice. Figured, what the hell? The pup likes seeing people in costumes. Even if her must, even if her mom was dressed as an unkempt Elvira. Ooh! Wow! Wow! Picks, please. Yeah, yeah. Really. <laughs> God, why do I take Beaver anywhere? Anyway, the show wasn't bad at all. Pretty good show. Two floors of vendors and a bunch of celebrities that, frankly, I didn't care about. Wow. But honestly, the list would be pretty would be pretty small of the ones I would care about. True. I wonder what the autographs were. I'm just curious. Yeah, I'm curious. I asked Beaver who she wanted to see. She said author David Sandiris and Billy D. Williams. Billy D. Williams was there? I guess so. She actually Holy said Lando shit. Calrissian. Yeah, pronounced that way. Wow. I clarify with Billy D. Williams... I told you, you didn't have to be, it didn't have to be sci-fi. Could be anyone. She said, oh, I don't care if it was sci-fi or not. I want to meet Billy D. Should I be worried? Uh, you know what they say, my friend. <laughs> Colt 45 works every time. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Even at his... Extended age. You should be worried. <laughs> After that, we hit the Altoona Curve game. Fucking loved it. Ten buck tickets, three bucks to park, seven dollar thirty-two ounce beers, and a half pound burger and chips for nine fifty. That's not bad. No, not at all. That puts stadium food to shame. Yeah, it does. It does. Like it is. Like, if you want, if you want to have a good time. Like going to an Altoona Curve game, I agree, or a Washington Wild Things game, yeah, um, is well worth the price of admission. Mm-hmm. Um, the like he said here, the food is much less expensive than it is if you went to a Pirates game, mm-hmm. um, and like that ten bucks probably had him down <laughs> near the field. Yeah, I know. Same thing with um, Winston Salem has their own. Yeah. You know, what is it? I don't know what it is. Minor league baseball. Minor league. Fucking people love it. Yeah. I mean, like, they fucking love it. Yeah. And they fucking sell out all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And minor league's the way to go. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if, you, if you're looking for an opportunity to do something, I mean, if you're going to Altoona, it, I mean, it is a bit of a drive. It's like a two and a half hour drive. Yeah. But well worth it. Yeah, you know? I agree. And like you said, I mean, you know, that ten bucks a ticket, you're like I said, like that probably. I know that when I went now, I went a long time ago. I went in the nineties. Okay. Okay. Um, like when the stadium was first, a couple of years after it was first built. Sure. And um, like I said, I went. You know, 
what's the best seat available? And ladies like, oh, you, I could put you right here behind home plate. I was like three rows off the field. Nice. I'm like, I'm waiting for like, I'm like, okay, how much is that going to cost me? And she's like, that'll be ten dollars. Yeah. I'm like, how much? Yeah, I, I was expecting to say like forty or fifty bucks. And she's like, oh, you're from Pittsburgh. I'm like, yeah. Well, I think that you know the prices have gone up probably a little bit, but not right. drastically like right. The stadium. That's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, it might not have gotten him behind home plate, but I bet he was. You know, he wasn't sitting up in peanut heaven either. No, no you know, I agree. No, that's great. Yeah, I'm glad he had a good time. Yeah, that's cool. I used to do road trips like that. Yeah. Way more affordable and the same talent level on the field. Mm-hmm. True that. Mm-hmm. Busy day. Hopefully this gets to you in time. I have to get going. I stopped at the Mallow Cup factory and bought a case of Clark Cups. Yeah, Clark bars shaped like Reese's Cups. I know you're jealous. <laughs> Until next time, Otter. Hey, Otter, text me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just telling him text me. Yeah. <laughs> So there you go. That's the mailbag. That's the show. All right. Anything you'd like to add to the proceedings? I'm good, son. Well, I know I didn't announce this earlier, and I f- keep forgetting about it. This is our sixth anniversary. Sixth? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So. That's big. Congratulations to you, sir, on making it six years with me. Yeah. Yeah. It's been nice. It's been fun. And dedication from both of us. Yeah. Yeah, so. <laughs> it's like a weird thing. Like, I... I I think last week was actually the anniversary, uh-huh. but fuck it, you know, whatever. Yeah, it's still yeah. six years, so that's quite impressive. It is for a podcast. Yeah, three hundred and fifteen episodes, six years. I haven't missed in you know a week. A little something to hang the hat on there. No, I think it is for sure. Yeah. So some are good, some are bad, some are not. Yeah. Even. So there you go. Well, remember, there are a number of ways you can reach out and touch us. Hey. You can send us an email like these fine folks have, and that email address is pittsburghnerd at yahoo.com. That's pittsburghnerd at yahoo.com. You can also find us on uh, Facebook and Twitter. Just search Pittsburgh Nerd. We're very easy to find. And um, we are also a member of a number of podcasting networks. Uh, you can find us on the Wicked Radio. No, no cheese. I'm going, hey, I'm going back, back five years. Yeah, You can find us on the Tangent Bound Network, the Weeby Geeks Network, and the Danger Entertainment Network. Uh, just give them a Google search, and you can find all the great podcasts they have to offer. Cool. And lastly, as always, we want to thank you, the listener, for checking us out each and every week. We appreciate your support, and uh, you certainly make it worth it. Yeah. So that's it. Well, I have... One thing to say, okay. um, um, LGBT parade is tomorrow. Everybody be careful, be safe, love everybody. Yep, there you go. Um, I just want to say that. Um, yeah, love you all, and like I said, be safe. Love is love. It is. Except between a man and a horse. Yeah, that's different. That's different. <laughs> <laughs> Just throwing it back to the old days there. Yeah, old days, bestiality. It's not in my uh, no, wheelhouse. No, no. It's a weird thing. and Yeah. You should die. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Well, on that note, <laughs> the dreamer has awakened. Peace. <laughs>